while they were focused on the Democratic Republic of the Congo, I was focused on other countries that also involve human rights violations that are not in the light right now. This is Trisana Talks, and I'm your host, Shreya Nandi. Our intention is to bring you perspectives, some our own, some from our group of even smarter friends and confidants, to help inform your opinions on how data, as the nuclei of digital and tech, will reshape the world we live, breathe, and play in. This episode of Trisada Talks reflects the opinions of only the authors who are associated persons of Trisada and do not reflect the views of Trisada Inc. In this episode, we have our summer 2021 interns, Jaden Hausler and Nick Lord. Nick will be our honorary host for this episode, and they are here to talk about Jaden's eight-week ESG project, construction giant Caterpillar, and her global internship experience. You can find the transcript for this episode on Trisada.com. That's T-R-E-S-A-T-A dot C-O-M. And let's keep listening. Hey, everybody. I'm Nick Lord, one of the members of the class of 2021 Trisada Global Internship. And I'm here with Jaden. How are you doing, Jaden? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Nick. So to get things started, we're going to go back to the beginning of the internship, where the leader of the internship, Pat, posed us with this question. Find red herrings in a company's ESG claims. So when you first heard that, what was going through your mind? I think my first response was a little bit of panic, Um, because like many others, I do have a background in computer engineering um, with a minor in data data science. So I thought, I've got this set with Trisada. They're all about data. What I quickly learned in data, there is so much range. The tech world is all about acronyms. So ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. And it has to do with a list of standards or criteria for companies. So then I was like, all right, well, I've already been interested in those questions. Like, what's the diversity of a company? How much emissions are they producing per year? And so ESG is just a combination of all of those topics put into one sort of risk index. So then the panic washed away and I was like, all right, you know, let's move on to what red herrings means. That one was also new to me, but I did have other interns explain it for me. It's super simple. Essentially for me, what it means is a red herring is something that is not, I guess, truthful. It's something that they claim and it's a distraction from what the truth is. Yeah, it's good to hear your process of breaking down this daunting question into smaller parts that you can understand. So next, moving on, you understand the question. Now we get to choose a company that we're going to delve into. How did you choose your, your company? I was given an industry like all the other interns, and mine was construction and engineering. So first I started off with the Fortune 500 list. I saw this company, Caterpillar. I clicked on their website and I was like, oh my gosh, Nick, have you ever seen like road construction and there's these construction machines and they just have like cat on the side and with a little triangle. And cat is actually the short short version for caterpillar. That's what they put on their machines. It's just cat. So not to be confused, it's two animals, but it's one company. They've been around for 96 years. They have a huge global impact, over 500 locations worldwide. 
they are not only Fortune 500, but Fortune 100. They're going to want people to invest and stay invested because this company has been established and has had a big global imprint. What lies at the core of this problem is data. And from experience, I know that collecting the data sets and that part of the equation took up most of the time. I'd like to know, how did you attack that specific part of this problem? I couldn't just immediately go out there and start looking for random data. I started on their annual reports, and I looked for things that stood out to me that I know would be important to validate or invalidate on this company. So I'm going to focus on one claim today. Um, That's going to be Caterpillar's claim that they do not condone and they strive to eliminate child labor. I would love to know, is this company making sure that down their supply chain is also following the same standards for Caterpillar. That's what's truly important about ESG. It's not just the company, but who they invest in and who they outsource and insource to. Gotcha. So who they're they're indirectly supporting, you know, through their their company. Absolutely. And I found a data set that showed goods produced by child labor separated by countries. Now I get to see what kind of goods can I focus on? Where do I start? And I found in Caterpillar's website, they had provided um, a list of their tin smelters. And tin is obviously something that's going to be mined. Could this involve child labor? I did my own research and I created my own data set, but it was the list that Caterpillar posted of their tin smelters. And I did research to find where each of those tin smelters sourced from. It sounds like you had to do a lot of transformations to really get to the core of what your issue is going into. What kind of context and what sources were you getting this context to know where to evaluate this claim? Instead of just taking the numbers as they come, reading some information from Caterpillar, like they stated, we do not condone this. And that information is super useful to understand where to focus. They had a lot to say about their tin sourcing. So tin is a conflict mineral. So Caterpillar was really worried about whether or not they were sourcing from the DRC, being Democratic Republic of the Congo. There is a lot of issues going on over there, but what you didn't realize were, while they were focused on the Democratic Republic of the Congo, I was focused on other countries that also involve human rights violations that are not in the light right now. So I think that's the great thing that we can learn from qualitative data, is there are things that the society standards are going to miss that a company is going to miss, that you can look into and find the real truth from. You really made sure you had a clear claim and a clear direction before going at the data. So now moving on, you've got the data, you've started to to build an evaluation of the claim. How did you make that narrative and pull together the data, the claim, and how the company performed? Now, like I said, none of their tin was being sourced from the DRC. But 33% was sourced from two islands in Indonesia, um, Bangka and Balitung. The other data set I found that had to do with is there child labor present in these countries for a good, I found that those islands specifically have child labor present for tin mining. It really speaks to what a red herring is. So they have the talking point is they don't source from the DRC, but they're still sourcing from other places with the prevalence of child labor. So it's really interesting that you're able to discover that. Absolutely, because the DRC is in the limelight, but Indonesia is not. 
But Indonesia actually has, in in the past couple of years, the cheapest value of tin. So in my head, I'm thinking, is this company buying from Indonesia, regardless of the fact that there is child labor present for tin there, because it's cheaper there? So how is Traceda software specifically helpful on your search for useful data sets and data to prove your claim? Traceda software was super useful in understanding what I'm working with. You can load your data set in there and it'll tell you how much of this data is actually provided in this data set. Instead of like combing through it and doing calculations by myself or instead of trying to just read every single line, Trek was super useful to see how much was populated. For this diversity one, throwing it into tides, it showed me a bigger picture of the percentages and it was great to see this data set into a visualization. So besides the plethora of technical skills that you learned this summer at the internship, what were some other things that you thought were helpful that you learned this summer? It was my first experience in a set company other than waitressing or being a campus RA. (laughs) So for me, it was so important to learn teamwork and it was so important to work with people who don't come from the same background. So specifically not having a computer science background, their perspectives are so important when it comes to working in teams and even working on a technical solution. Learning the collaborative process, especially on these Real-world technical problems is also something I found really interesting. So now to to wrap things up, we're going to go to something we call the one mic stand. So if you had to convince someone to apply to the Traceda Global Summer Internship in three sentences or less, what would you say to them? Honestly, if they knew everything I knew, it wouldn't take much convincing. The first thing that convinced me was their diversity, their inclusion. When you're an intern here, you are part of the Traceda team, and that's lovely, and they are going to miss you when you're gone, and they are embracing you when you show up. It was working with people of different ethnicities. It was the fact that there was so much female and male diversity. It felt like I really belonged in this internship, and that was great for me. And then the communication was great on top of that. We did mention how we had a global internship, but the communication was always there. There was always somebody you could reach out to, whether it was another intern or another leader within the company, and everyone was willing to help. You were not going to get left behind. You were not going to be stuck somewhere for very long. Along with all of these great inclusion aspects of Traceda, their software was great. There were so many things to explore about data, and I feel like it was a great stepping stone as of my first internship to get an introduction to the data world. And and I really thank Traceda for that. So you heard it from her. Um, any rising seniors apply for the Traceda Summer Internship, and you will definitely be better equipped to tackle these real-world problems with data. That's all we have for today, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nick. If you want to know more about the global Traceda summer internship experience and red herrings, give our last episode with Cole McCorkle a listen. And if you're left wondering about anything else related to Traceda Talks, email us at curious at traceda.com. That's C-U-R-I-O-U-S at traceda.com. And give us a follow on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and feel free to subscribe 
anywhere you're listening to us. And we'll talk data to you soon.